Hello and welcome to Poor Decisions. Hi. Welcome to Poor Decisions. So if you don't usually do that. I'm sorry, that's awkward. I already fucked it up. I'm Grace, <laughs> and I'm here with my co-host Sophie. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Sophie. <laughs> Very rudely interrupted me. Um, and today's topic is stationary. Woohoo! Is this the Woo. most exciting topic we have yet? Maybe, or if it isn't, we have something very, very special for you because this also marks the first episode where we're officially sponsored by a wine brand. A massive shout out to Together Wine um, for sponsoring this episode. They make very, very lovely white wines that also come with lower alcohol content, which means you can drink away. Um, so I think we'll be having a good time throughout this episode, whether stationary is actually a fun topic or not. Yes. And all our followers get a 10% discount on Together Wine. So go to our um, profile on Instagram <laughs> and follow the link and put the code PD10 for 10% off. Yes. And enjoy and get drunk with us. So to the important start of why, I feel like we always have to explain a little bit of why we picked the topics because they're kind of random. Um, Sophie uh, definitely has credit for this one. and Well, basically, I wanted to talk about pornography, but Grace didn't find it appropriate to talk about it when we're also getting sponsored by someone. So in the discretion of that, we we landed on, on stationery. But I specifically wanted to talk to pens because I knew a couple of really fun and interesting stories about pens. But then I figured out when I did my research that they're all lies and legends and whatever else. So, so then she told me that it was lame. About, I don't know what, one hour before the podcast and then said, you know what, you know how we usually like each of us leads a podcast and you know, how about today we share it? Yeah, so that's pushing also, her work on me. That's a whole new thing. This episode is co-led rather than one of us leading uh, and the other one hearing facts for the first time. Now we both are hiding facts from the other. Um, so yeah, let's see how it goes. We also have no structure. I don't know what we want to talk about first. Well, we talked vaguely about a structure that we start with the thing that was invented first. But to be honest, the conversation got a bit ridiculous when we couldn't work out what the centuries mean. But it means that I officially start because paper was the first. Well, actually, I can't claim it's the first stationery that was made because we only researched four pieces of stationery. But out of those four, it was the first. So it was actually um, invented in 105 A.D., um, and it was actually the first paper of all time was actually recycled. So like today we're all like, woo, woo, we're so eco-friendly because we've recycled wasn't paper. Wasn't it the, the Egyptians? No, uh, the Chinese. Actually. Oh, but what happened with papyrus? Or is this not a... Yeah, th there was something. To be honest, uh, I just like ignored mm -hmm. that part. Okay. But basically the Chinese um, kept it a secret that they had actually for hundreds of years, that they had invented paper. But they... So this is what I'm not sure about. They apparently invented paper. However, um, it was made out of um, old rags and fishing nets. So I'm not sure if that actually is defined as paper. I thought paper had to be out of trees, so now I'm actually... No, I mean, the, the definition of paper is something you can write on, no, and be creative on. I guess. Oh, there's a pour coming. Sounds better when it's from Together Wine. 
It's just, it's just a, such a good wine. It, it really is. I'm not, I'm not being. It's genuinely. This is like an amazing Friday right after work wine. Except Get it's a, a Thursday. No one needs to know that. <laughs> it's a good wine to enjoy and also get white girl wasted. Yeah, it is. Anyway, back to the paper. So the Chinese kept it secret and everyone was writing books on silk scrolls, which meant that these books cost you like billions of pounds or euros or dollars or whatever. Um, and yeah, the Chinese kept it to themselves. I didn't really understand why, to be completely honest. It's really interesting, no? Because China is actually known for copying a whole bunch of shit. And copying it perfectly, but not really for inventing anything. Which I, <laughs> I nowadays, yeah, I have a whole story going to that as well when we start talking to my topics. But I'll leave it with you for now. Yeah. So in paper in general, I mean, paper is not that cool of a topic. I must say. I think what's what's interesting about paper is how much paper we use, which is actually a bit depressing. Not to bring like bad vibes here, but the average American uses. Um, 465 trees worth of paper in their lifetime. That's oh, so shit. 465 trees. And then we're going like, I donated to plant a tree when I went shop- online shopping the other day. So basically everyone's goal should be to plant 465 trees. 65 trees. Minimum. 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 Yeah. And unfortunately, paper demand is increasing globally. So I wasn't so sure if it was increasing or decreasing because you come into contact with like traditional paper quite like not so frequently anymore, right? Because like everything is online. However, paper is also cardboard and cardboard is like the number one most sought after. I was going to say that's probably right massively increased also with e-com getting bigger and bigger. I mean, exactly. Having direct to consumer shipments going all over the world. Yeah. So in the developed world, we're just like packaging more and more and we're consuming more and more stuff out of paper. And because every company wants to be eco-friendly, they're changing from like plastic packaging to paper packaging, which in some ways is good. But it just means that like just because you don't have a printer at home doesn't mean you're actually helping the world because uh, you're consuming more than you did before. And actually the the developing world are using more and more as well, not just because of this like online shopping and like consumer good phenomenon, also because they're starting to get their education up to scratch. And education in like less developed places is all paper. Mm. So there's like loads of books and like writing materials and so on and so forth. Well, then I would say I have a fact that doesn't quite go along with what you're saying and so you're saying that globally the demand for paper in itself is going up yeah. but in the form of cardboard and whatever else but like actual paper sheets are used less because there's more um yeah i mean people use their laptops and whatever else however when you look at paper clips so first of all um i guess you guys didn't know this but over 80 percent of the global production of paper clips comes from the united states Uh, And that was something that the government decided many, many years ago that they just imposed a massive-ass tariff on the Chinese, because fuck them, I guess. Um, And then they set up their own uh, paperclip factory. So there's two main manufacturers of paperclips in the USA, and they literally service the majority of the world. But... Why are they based? I don't know. I didn't get that far into into my thing. But the, the weird point about it is that per year... In the USA, 35 paper clips are sold per person. You're so like each... Joking. Yeah. And When's the like, last time you bought a paper clip? 
I don't know, the last time I bought a paperclip, was, I was at university, bought it on Etsy, spent like $30 on it, imported it from the USA, actually, but they were Pac-Man themed. Like cute, yeah, like yeah. 20, a 20 yeah. pack of but, cute Pac-Man But still, like, clips. and this this statistic is slightly outdated, and but it just shows like it's increasing incre- increasing year over year. And paper clips are really just used for holding paper together with paper. So where the fuck are they going? And uh, someone actually uh, did a research as to what people are using paper clips for because it was a con- or the thought that people are using them for things other than holding together paper. Amongst other things, this was the most popular reasons for why or what paper clips are used for: hanging Christmas ornaments, cleaning pipes, unclogging tubes of glue. Which then makes me back oh, the yeah, question yeah. of how many tubes of glue are sold a year in the U.S. Um, cleaning fingernails, mega vile. Bending clips while talking on the phone. Yeah, I've done <laughs> that many times. Yeah, um, and then throwing them in the trash. So what? That you don't buy them to throw them in the trash. No, but mean? they're lying around, and then you fiddle with them, and then you throw them away, and then you realize you don't have them, so you reorder them because you might need a paperclip someday. But then they all go back in the trash. And to be them. fair, you can't buy like okay, Pac-Man different, but you can't buy like standard paperclips in like a twenty pack. You buy them in like a five bajillion pack. Yeah, yeah it's like a hundred pieces for I don't know a couple yeah. of dollars or something. Um. But yeah, this is that's shit. I feel like the world doesn't need that. We have staplers as well. Like you don't need paper clips and staplers. I feel like we could pick. True, true. But what does this teach us, boys and girls? Don't buy paper clips because you're buy them. You'll either be cleaning your nails with them or bending them and throwing them in the trash. Yeah. So. Next time you're on a call, don't don't do it. Do it. Don't, don't touch do it. it. Base. I think actually, I think this episode is going to be our most impactful one because basically we're such environmentalists in this episode <laughs> i think this is going to change the world Tip, the tipsy environmentalists oh that's another cute podcast yeah, name yeah. whoever's listening to this who has more <laughs> environmental knowledge than sophie and i start the tipsy environmentalist podcast that's a good instagram channel it probably already exists yeah we can search it later maybe i do this later um fun so that's paper and paper clips. Is that all about paper clips that you found, or is there more fun shit? I have I have other stuff on paper clips, but I I don't want to bore you with it. I mean, huh. mm. um, I do have some fun facts about pens, though. So, I d- tell the original story. Before I tell that, obviously, I think everyone's aware that the first kind of pen was a quill, and then it went to the fountain pen, and then eventually the ballpoint pen came to to life. That being said, though, the ballpoint pen was actually invented in 1888. I thought that was quite impressive. But there was no market. Impressively early or impressively Yeah, impressively late. early. There was no market need for it. Um, so then it died. and then Ballpoint it, pen, sorry. Ballpoint pen, yeah. What do you mean there's no market need for it? They were writing with feathers. Yeah, but it's, it's just the ballpoint pen is significantly cheaper. Although at the time it came on the market, it sold for around $180 a pen, which is obviously really expensive. Yeah, because they made like... But in late 1800s, there was just not enough people who even knew how to write, never mind, but like write regularly, especially given that a ballpoint pen will last you easily for six months plus um, without having to to refill it and stuff. So it, it was more like of a fancy thing. I guess to to write but anyway um yeah so then it came back to life in uh, 1938 and then it actually started to to become popularized 
the fake story that I heard, that which is essentially what I wanted to tell today, was that so the ballpoint of the ballpoint pen, so the tip is incredibly complicated to manufacture because you have like a floating steel ball. Actually, it depends a little bit on the manufacturer, but you have this like floating, very, very round ball and it has to be completely smooth. And then this ink needs to flow through the ball and out the other side super smoothly in order for you to actually be able to write. So if you have like even the tiniest mistake, you can't properly write. Um, and the only guys who knew how to do this were the Japanese. And the Japanese were smart enough to invent it and not patent it. The reason for not patenting it was if you patent it, you need to Reveal. publicize. Yeah, you publicize how you made it. You protect exactly how you made it, but someone can come up with some kind of solution of how to make it very similarly. And they protected it enough that they said they just won't patent it and then no one will know. They then spent many years selling ballpoint pens all over the world. The Chinese got very, very jealous. More like, fuck this, guys. We're going to copy it. So the government invested billions and billions of dollars and many, many years worth of grants. And eventually the Chinese figured out how to copy the ballpoint pen and now they're the number one global supplier of ballpoint pens. Long story short, it's it's a lie. Big, fat, fucking bullshit. And I'm really sad about that. She's but been telling me this for years. It's like one of the inspirational stories that inspired the fucking podcast. Like every time I and pick up, lie. every time I b- pick up my big pen, I'm like, "Did you know that the Japanese and the Chinese?" So it's all a big lie. However, there there is a real story which is cl- similar. Um, so it is true that China is by far the biggest exporter worldwide of ballpoint pens. They do close to ninety percent of the global um, volume, which makes sense. Which really does make sense, but something pivotal happened in 2017, not even that long ago. So what China did was they imported um, the tip. As I said, <laughs> this sounds really weird. <laughs> they got the tip um, from Japan, Germany, and Switzerland. So they imported billions and billions every year. Um, and then they made the rest, so the casing um, and the exterior of the pens and the lids, um, put it all together and then shipped it worldwide. And it was costing China a lot of money. So then this is the part that's true. The government stepped in and gave the industry grants to basically figure out how to best replicate um, the ballpoint. But it's not like they didn't know how to do it. It was just about refining the process, getting really special mold, like steel molds, to refine it down to because it's like a not even a millimeter work it's like a nanometer i don't know what it is but like it's so it has to be so so perfect and in 2017 they managed and if you google ballpoint pen china 2017 you'll see in all the news like all the massive newspapers are like yay china can now produce all of their pens um from scratch and sell them worldwide so yeah at least 2017 like, was a good year for them. Somewhat partial truth in in Sophie's story. Yeah, just a bit. There was then another there was another myth or legend, which it's unclear whether it's true or not, um, which was that NASA decided in the 60s when they were going to send their people to outer space, they were like, well, fuck, pens, ballpoint pens don't work in outer space, so we need to make a zero-gravity pen. And they spent... Again, billions of dollars and years trying to put this together. Um, at the same time, the Soviet Union sent their people off into space with pencils. Ta-da! However, I don't know how much of a legend it is or isn't because 
zero gravity pens do exist, and you can buy them for fifty dollars if you so wish. Well, I mean, if they like went through the effort of doing it, then at least sell them. Probably just in the NASA well, yeah. store, you know. Um, not only that, but uh, <laughs> so NASA and stuff are allowed to buy them for three dollars sixty-eight, and you as an end consumer have to buy them for fifty dollars. Okay, then that's anyway. bullshit. Yeah, then that's absolute crap. Um, so I have uh, moving swiftly from pens onto pencils slash erasers. I kind of grouped mine together. Um, erasers are called ruppers in the Commonwealth. So like the UK and, well, whoever else is in the Commonwealth. Many, many places. But the thing about rubbers, I, I used to call them rubbers because I grew up with, well. Isn't that literally like a used condom? Yeah, right? it's a condom. It's not a used condom. It's a condom. Oh. And the people used to make fun of me in school, so I changed it to erasers. But then when I go back to the UK, everyone makes fun of me for saying things like erasers or tomato or and stuff. So I just can't win. <laughs> anyway, this is not about my story about um, my my horrible <laughs> childhood. <laughs> so exaggerated. You poor soul, <laughs> I you. know, I know. I have so much <laughs> bullying. And I'm ginger as well. Yeah. So much bullying. Anyway, um, on a similar note to a condom, the person who invented um, the pencil was called Hyman Lippmann. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who are well in tune with um, the female anatomy would find that funny. Hyman Lippmann. Like, are you joking? (laughs) It's ridiculous. Unfortunately spelled slightly incorrectly, but we'll we'll still take it. We'll take it. Um, And... Actually, the guy, so this Hyman guy. Um, oh, no, sorry, it's a different guy. Ignore me, ignore me. Um, one, <laughs> I've already, I've drunk too much again. I can't keep my brain you, You're place. like, as you read, you lead, read from one line through into the next line and then it doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, basically. Um, another fun thing about uh, erasers, so I, I'm, I'm jumping, but erasers um, used to be before rubber was founded to be able to be used in the traditional eraser um it actually used to be bread so they would take bread they would decrust the bread they would moisten the bread no i hate that word and they would ball it up really tight moist stop it and then they would rub (laughs) their bread on the paper to take off the pet you know what this reminds me of you know how like pot noodles have become this like new phenomenon that you can put them anywhere and they will solve any problem for you no like you haven't seen this, or oh, this is a total digression, but quickly, like, your sink broke. Like, literally, the corner of your sink fell off. No problem. You get pot noodles, and you put it there, and you, like, you mold it into place, and you paint oh, over yeah. it. You crash your car. No problem. You get pot noodles, and you, and you reform. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I do know this, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like that with the eraser, not just that it removes rather than adds. It's food. Wow. I mean, food I mean, plays. No. Clearly, food is useful for yeah, more yeah, than yeah. just eating. But actually, erasers, so I always thought erasers worked on friction. Because in theory, yeah. if you rub your finger really hard against a piece of paper, then you can erase it. Comes it comes off. Yeah. yeah. But it's not. It's oh. chemical. Oh. Mm-hmm. So the chemical way that erasers work is that they, they're like magnets, but from polymers. So their polymers are stickier than graphite polymers. And therefore, when they rub over them, the stickiness of the polymers grabs the graphite off the paper and they're like little magnets. It's like they jump up onto their eraser. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, you know those erasers that we always had at school that were red on one side and blue on the other side, and the, the blue side really just destroyed the paper? What what about that? Un- unclear. Very unclear. Um, yeah, I, I can't answer that. But 
there there is one other ingredient inside of razors, which is um, volcanic ash. No. So there's a bit you need a bit of abrasiveness as well. So I think it's like half chemical. They say it's chemical, but I think it's half chemical and half friction. Volcanic so to get ash, volcanic what ash. What a pain! Must be like the cheapest format to get that texture. I don't know because like there's no reason. It's not like they advertise. Erasers with volcanic ash from Iceland. No, but I feel like nowadays that would play a good marketing story. It was just like... Maybe we should start it up. Yeah. After like we start up the... What back did we then, say? it wasn't cool to market something as like exotic and different and whatever. But I would buy an eraser that's made out of volcanic ash from Iceland. I agree. And we could put fun facts around the eraser. Yeah. Actually, my old housemate, uh, Vivi, used to collect erasers. <laughs> like oh, every... Cool. Every um, library, no, that's not what I mean. Uh, where's the museum? That's what I mean. Well, Museums? every museum shop has like erasers ah. of like the Eiffel Tower or some shit, you know. That's and you probably think they not all, they're museum. all made with volcanic ash from Iceland. No, I can't guarantee that. But I, I think we have a, you know, a potential business here. Um, so to end up, I'm going to give you a, a final fun fact. <laughs> about pencils of which i've given you no fun facts yet other than hymen um <laughs> so roald dahl does everyone probably everyone doesn't know roald dahl roald I'm dahl roald is great dahl. he's an author of kids books um lots of fun shit charlie and chocolate factory he's great amongst others amongst so many matilda uh, james and the giant peach charlotte's web or Charl am i overstepping myself unsure mm, okay unsure but he wrote i'm gonna say over way over 10 books like maybe 30 books way over 10 Might books i would have said closer books. to 100 just okay like whatever some of them became famous. let's call it 100 he read he wrote them using six yellow pencils only also the fact that he wrote them on pencils is so he deserves so much respect because like, the bigger the question is how many erasers did he use mm, that's not fact. <laughs> but six yellow pencils he read he like used them to their very economic very end yeah that's how it should be yeah so that's fun. Yeah, I have. You said you were gonna finish it off with uh, the last fun fact. She's stolen the my I'm shine. Sorry but again. Pen pens are just fucked up. So there's back to ballpoint pens. So most ballpoint pens come with a lid, and for whatever oh, yeah. reason, people have a tendency to chew on the lids. We did pre-agree on this. Yeah. The end people have a tendency <laughs> to chew on lids, like especially during calls or in school or whatever. And on average, every year in the United States. 100 people die because they've suffocated on a pen lid, which led to big pens taking the initiative of putting a hole in the lid. And I personally always wondered, why does it even come with a lid? If it has a hole, doesn't it dry out? The reason it doesn't dry out is actually there's a tiny portion of the lid that presses that ball down, and that's why it doesn't dry. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a hole in the lid so that when people do swallow it they can still low-key breathe until they arrive at the emergency room and they pull that thing out genius so there you go saving at least a hundred american lives a year if you buy a big pen but yeah well i've not seen many ballpoint pens without that to be fair. yeah so there you go fun facts guys you know the place to go for your fun facts um so yeah we've had another great episode we hope you enjoy it as we said or we're going to say on our instagram channel if you have listened to this there's a high chance you haven't listened to our other podcast because we can see the stats other than public toilets. 
please make your way to our other podcast. We appreciate it a lot. Yes, especially the last two were pretty good. Wigs and time zones. Yeah, we got really drunk and in them. And I think that we should make the next one pornography. Okay, we'll have a think about Grace it. Doesn't Let like us it, know but... if you want to do pornography and we'll do it. I'm just going to do the next episode by myself. It's not about <laughs> being PG. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. It's an amazing history There's a lot of it. negativity around it. Oh, there's great history. Okay. I'll come with a bit of negativity. And we'll, we'll, leave out, it we'll leave out the dark parts. <laughs> I'll just bring the dark parts. <laughs> Maybe that's how we do it. You bring the fun fact, like the good fun facts, and I bring the like yeah, evil side. You're, you're, you're just the party it. pooper. Oh, we could debate. Yeah. Oh, this will be no, a No, that's night. another podcast. Okay, okay. Fine, so the, fine, tipsy, fine. the tipsy environmentalist and then the debating... Dumbasses. Dumb, <laughs> yeah. There we go. You heard it here first. All right. Thanks have again, a great evening. guys. And don't forget that we have the, mm, what's it called? I don't know. Discount code? The discount code. Marcy. The the wine is kicking in. The discount code for Together Wine. It's really good. I can say the bottle is basically empty. Have a nice day, guys. Bye. Ciao. Bye.